0: Hello, how do you, all right? From under the duvet and in Buckinghamshire, England, England, comes episode 205 of my deal podcast. Sarah Talks origin story, how to deal with actor Burnout, why we should model, not with your bodies, and we look a little bit about balancing that work, life, and audio fun, all that with the amazing Lisette Alvarez, you're so lucky. All right. I have on Mediva today one of the people who is a mover and shaker, I do feel, in this wonderful word of audio drama. Hello, Lisette. How are you?
1: Hello, Sarah. <laughs> I am doing very well. I am actually, I just before we hopped on, I was making clam and cod chowder um, mm. for the first time. So my, my apartment just is filled with smells of garlic and Clams.
0: <laughs> so you're doing potions of awesome nature. Is there going to be a Kalila f- a cookbook? Is that what you're hinting at? <laughs> um,
1: well, um, some of the people uh, from the Indi- who who participated in the Indiegogo campaign will get a mm. cookbook of sorts. I'm going to be creating a Kalila spell book or grimoire mm. uh, for. Uh, indiegogo patrons and it might come out for the for the general public Who how knows? exciting well think about it. <laughs> if they behave
0: yes. if they behave <laughs> if they listen enough you've got listening credits folks how sure. exciting now we're jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves so i just want to rewind Rewind for okay. a second. Let's go. Let's go. Origin stories. How on earth did you enter into this wonderful world of audio drama? What's your path into this fun, fun time roller coaster?
1: Yes, and it is. It's really fun. So my path was a little bit winding. I mm. started in while well, I was in high school, and and actually in the beginning of college, I was very much into theater. Mm-hmm. I've been writing since I was eleven, right. but they were mostly personal stories or. Fan fiction, I will admit that. Awesome. No, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, yeah. So I it, it really uh, was primarily a personal endeavor, writing was at least, mm. and acting was something that um, I, I'm a military kid. Uh-huh. So in especially in the U.S., that means that I moved around a lot. Yep. Um, I lived in a couple other countries. I lived in Europe and in in Italy and a couple of places in South America. Uh-huh. So while I was moving around, I went to four high schools in four years. Gosh! So that meant that I primarily used theater as a way and acting as a way to find my social groups. Mm. So I, I really loved loved acting, and I wanted to pursue it as a career. So I actually started university as a theater major. <laughs> and unfortunately due to some unfortunate personal circumstances I kind of drifted away I decided to get my BA and my MA my master's and my bachelor's in uh, international affairs and I was wanted to go to the foreign service so I wanted to be a diplomat I wanted to uh, travel the world
0: gosh yes Um, I can uh, see you making a difference I can I can
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) I I mean I really did want to and that was a a huge driving factor I'm, I'm so passionate about and I love the feeling of being dropped in the middle of a completely different situation a different culture Mm. and just consuming it the food the colors the smells the sounds um the sights I love I love traveling I I try to get outside of the United States as much as I can really at least once a year great so that and just my my drive to do that kind of started to wind down when I started to realize how difficult it is to get into policy and politics in the United States. Uh Um, I failed the foreign service officer test twice. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I started to realize maybe this isn't quite for me, even though I love to travel, you know, what, what are the other skills that I could use? And I, I developed a lot of really good communication skills. Mm. So, um, I actually applied to quite a few places around DC and, uh, uh, I ended up at the job I, where I'm at now called uh, WDG. It's a digital agency that creates websites for other companies. Uh-huh. And I was hired as a digital strategist. So I did a lot, it was a lot, so a lot of research was involved, a lot of communications. And uh, because we're in DC, a lot of the companies we work for were still in the areas of interest that I learned about yes. when I was in school yes. for international affairs. So. So while I was doing that, so I came to D.C. for my Mm. master's degree. And while I was doing my master's degree, I was also doing what one of my fellow students called witch graduate school. (laughs) So... Which graduate school, for me, was Reflections Mystery School, which was an esoteric kind of training program that really focuses on developing your personal vocation. Right. And while I was doing that, I was kind of learning more about myself, about my um, my desires, my my talents and my skills, as well as the things that uh, I do to sabotage myself, my <sighs> shadows, <laughs> if you will.
0: Oh, good way of uh, saying it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: And while I was doing that, uh, I, you know, as I started to get closer and closer to this scary word, scary vocation called being a storyteller, <laughs> uh, I, I wrote, I was writing a lot. I wrote a novel. I tried to pitch it. I failed. I, I wrote my dad's memoir. Uh-huh. Um, I started doing poetry readings at open mic nights, uh, which was actually a, s- a challenge for me from, my, from this witch graduate school uh-huh. uh, in order for me to break the spell of seven years being off stage. Right. So uh, as I started to kind of get back in touch with my creative and storytelling self, I used what's, um, I'm not sure if, if you've heard of National Novel Writing Month.
0: Uh, nano rimo one, is that that one? Yes, yes. that's, yes, rimo. Yes, yes. So, in
1: 2017, I was driving a lot, I was traveling, I was traveling a lot, and, um... I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I just started to listen to more and more audio dramas. Yay! And <laughs> yeah, so and it was primarily just used to fill up my time while I was driving, and I love to drive, and it was a perfect medium between radio and uh, music. And yeah. it, as I started listening to more and more audio dramas, I had this little voice starting to like get louder and louder, saying, "Hey." you can do this awesome. hey if you were doing if you were on this show you would want to do this or <laughs> you would want to change this character this is how you would act out this yes. character yes so as that voice started to get louder and louder i finally kind of fell into um uh, hey my upcoming NaNoWriMo project why don't i do a single narrator audio drama mm-hmm. So, uh I decided to write Kalila Stormfire's Economical Magic Services. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in in the uh in November of 2017, uh-huh. I wrote 50,000 words of it, half of that being script, the other half being kind of extra materials that have ended up as uh Kalila's grimoire that is uh, you know, pieces on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um and a couple of the short stories that have come out recently as short episodes. Uh, so I, after I did that, I kind of taught myself how to edit in audacity. I watched a lot of YouTube yep. videos and the beginning initiative was like, this is, this is just a." It, I felt like it was going to be a quick project <laughs> that um, is just going to send out into the world and then I can move on and do other stuff. Yeah. That has not happened. <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah, no, it's you're not the only one to fathom that there, eh? I mean, I think a lot of folks have, have started thinking, okay, I got this, and then you got to get into it. And oh my goodness, it becomes a layered beast, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: yes, it really does. And um, as someone who creates, but also, uh, you know, produces and um, acts in my mm. own show, the sensation of, you know, it taking over my life has been almost all consuming um, in a lot of ways. But in the best way, it feels like almost everything that I've done so far is just pointing me in the direction of this is what I want to do. Yes,
0: superb. Well, that is so exciting. And I think it has been so well received, you know, as a series, there's not a a non positive comment I've seen about it, you know, and I think it's inspired (laughs) a lot of people in, in different ways to, you know, either think creatively themselves or, or, you know, get immersed in this, world cuz are you did you think harder on yourself as an actor in your own piece
1: Oh for sure <laughs> <laughs> I mean the, I guess I guess one of the good things about acting in my own show is that I don't have to wait for direction <laughs> Yes I have in my head what I want the the story to sound like so I, mm. I, I have, in a way, kind of like automatic direction. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. I've noticed that I, I tend to, while I'm acting things out, I will get frustrated at myself for clubbing okay. over lines. In my head, it's okay. like, you wrote this. You know how this this is supposed to sound like. <laughs> but what I've also started to realize is, and also have... I guess it's also generated more compassion for myself and for my now hired actors
0: uh-huh.
1: is understanding that sometimes the written word just doesn't play well in your mouth
0: uh-huh. <laughs> when yeah. you
1: try to when you try to read something aloud. So it it's really interesting to see how something kind of incorporeal like the written word has to be transformed, not just, you know, once it's created on a page, it has to go through another layer of creation mm. when you speak it aloud.
0: Yes. Yes. It was almost like a translator, bot, absolutely, isn't it? And, and especially I find as well, if you are doing another accent, it, uh, it can really kind of be a, a real good brain workout actually because obviously there you're looking at different forms of vowels and consonant kind of lengths that um that make up the formula for that accent oh absolutely i mean an example i can give is a couple of weeks ago i was working on a play from sort of shakespearean times and there was a lot of language that so i was said as I C H, which we discuss would be ich, and so it's like trying mm-hmm. to read things like that fluidly within the context of the, the words I was reading <laughs> became really difficult you know as I say it is almost like a, a translation thing so it is about bringing that alive because you know as you, everybody knows who's listening that in audio you don't have the the visual signifiers of of uh, communication of facial expression yep. eyes and and glances and looks you are just using the nuances of your voice so so yes I I, I love that about audio so much and 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 perhaps I'm far too breathy myself. But, you know, I am asthmatic. So that is one one of the reasons I put behind being a very breathy actress.
1: (laughs) You know, I I think that's interesting because, you know, talking about how people speak. Mm. And one of the things that, you know, I... I do for my show is I'm pretty much talking in my regular tone of voice, Uh maybe a little bit more um, enunciated and utilizing a little more, you know, breath technique that I learned when I was going through acting and theater training. But at the same time, one of the things that I've loved about audio dramas is that it's exposed me to just the way people talk. (laughs) And because audio is such, it's different from theater where you have to project, you need to have that breath support. Mm. You need to, there's, there's also in some ways, there's a bias towards certain types of voices and quality of voices because you get trained in very specific ways when you're, you know, a Shakespearean actor or um, when you're in opera like that, all are are musical theater. There is a very specific kind of cadence that you're trained to do Mm -hmm. that I think in audio drama because there's so many amateurs they get to be a little bit more textured there's a little Mm -hmm. bit more texture in the audio and because it's so intimate you don't have to project you don't need that much breast support so someone like you who's asthmatic can essentially overcome some of these biases in some ways Mm -hmm. Um, and be able to do well regardless of you know preconceptions of what voices are supposed to sound like
0: for sure yeah no absolutely no I think that's become in a way uh, sort of one of the trademarks I have of my kind of meandering delivery <laughs> but yeah uh, but yeah I mean uh, in regards to your uh, roles outside of Kalila because you've been in a plethora of awesome things what would you say are your kind of a couple of your top roles and, and why what have you really enjoyed of late to to flex those acting muscles yeah,
1: so I, i'll be honest i don't feel like i've been in a lot <laughs> i've done a lot of crossover work with a lot of shows and that in some ways makes me feel like i've worked on a lot of shows yes but at the same time in terms of acting uh i've only i think i only have three under my belt i have Sedopolis station yes it, which is wonderful and i have a cup just a couple of lines for that one um where i get to play essentially a spoiled valley girl um space tourist which is just a lot was a lot of <laughs> sounds fun. awesome and i'm the two big ones uh the first big one i'll, I'll, I'll talk about is magic king dom by ar yeah. olivieri um, the creator Hooray. of 2298 and uh, Limbo, yes. and now Great and Terrible, which is yes. out. So I'm-
0: an audio superstar. I yes. absolutely love everything that Anthony touches, and so if you haven't listened to any of those, I'll put links in the show notes. Jump on them; they're really good fun, and. Beautifully accessible because they're short yes. episodes uh, and and just they they flow fantastically. So yes, jump in on those. They are so great. sorry, yes, I interrupt. So you've done yes. So uh, Magic Kingdom, yes. So Magic
1: Kingdom has been a really great voice acting experiment for me because essentially I have to play, uh, at least in the first season, I'm playing a 14-year-old girl who Uh has, you know, survived the apocalypse in Disney World or Disneyland. Sorry, (laughs) I'm from, so for those of you who don't know, Disney World is in Florida in Orlando, which is... uh, I. I spent a lot of time in Florida, so when I think Disney, I think Disney World. And But mm-hmm. Anthony's version is Disneyland in California. So <laughs> I just, ha- sorry, I had to make that differentiator. No, that's
0: fine. Good. Education. This podcast yes. is giving education to It's all good. But
1: yes, <laughs> either, either it, whether or not she grew up in Disney World or Disneyland doesn't quite matter because it was Disney. Mm. So <laughs> she essentially becomes a uh, full Disney King, and I'll say king because she identifies as a king, not a princess, and yeah. <laughs> just the uh, the voice acting that I've had to do to kind of, I guess you know, de-age my voice has primarily mm. been rooted in the fact that I too grew up on Disney, so. <laughs> uh, I can talk like I can talk like a very young girl and I can talk like oh my god I'm so excited and that I'm really excited to see Mickey and yeah that like that, that's that was awesome. always a, a a part of me in a lot of ways yeah. and I, I so I've really yeah. enjoyed it and one of the, the other challenges uh similar to the de aging has also been um in the show there's actually a couple of flash forwards and backwards between when she's 14 to when she's 16 and when she's 18 yes. so trying to figure out what those differentiators are mm-hmm. Was a very exciting challenge for me. Um, I listened to yes. my my teenage cousins actually to try to catch <laughs> how they speak for that. But that that's that's something that I, I really I really appreciate the opportunity Anthony gave me for this show because it's it's one of those things where I think acting in my own show is is a little bit more emotional and time intensive. Mm-hmm. So Magic Kingdom was kind of a a nice break. In some yes way.
0: and and you you touched on earlier sort of you, you're your own director for for kalila how much direction did you receive from other folks on well from anthony for example yeah
1: yeah so for aunt from anthony uh pretty much none there there were a couple of times where he had to ask me to re-record something because i pronounced something wrong or differently uh. But other than that, he's kind of given me full reign to kind of just explore how, exciting. Um, how, yes. how I wanted to, to, to perform. And as far as I know, he does the same with a lot of his other actors. Mm-hmm. Um, he does put a lot of trust in us in, in being able to interpret his work and actually like co-create in some ways too, which is really awesome. Yes. But for, uh, and I will talk about this uh, other project that I just got onboarded, and the episode where I will have a full exposure of my character. And I'll use exposure with, uh, you know, with waggly eyebrows because it's Caravan <laughs> yes. um, by the Whisper Forge. And yeah. uh, Caravan is very raunchy. Mm. So uh, my exposure in Caravan is actually as. Uh, The Banshee. Right. And the Banshee shows up at the very end of third episode. The fourth episode will, without any spoilers, will be a little more focused on Banshee. But I received a lot of direction. It was actually really, it was really great. I, it was, if you can picture, I'll paint the scene for you. I was, I was in my closet and... Just my my headphones snaking out the corner crack of my closet to my computer yeah. as I recorded in my closet and listened to uh, Misha Stanton and Talzaman. I'm going to hope that that's the correct pronunciation. Otherwise, I apologize. We
0: know who you mean.
1: <laughs> yes. Anyway, so they both were providing some direction um almost almost line by line nice. or scene by scene. And um, just because the character and the way that a lot of the other actors and the char- other characters speak as well is very kind of over the top. Okay. You really have to, it's, it's very much character acting. Yes. And to get that across in the voice, um, they were just encouraging me to pump it up. <laughs> so I'm really excited for the next episode to come out uh, because <sighs> Banshee is, is well, just one of those just fun characters to play.
0: So exciting, isn't it? There's nothing like that feeling when you know you've done something that you really relished and enjoyed and that bit where it's just about to come out is so exciting I find that with quite a few episodes I think there's a a fun mind fire I've done some work on recently that's about to come out and any Scottish podcast I love that when that comes out and yeah there's a few so yeah how exciting and what did they direct you over was it over Skype or Sound Source Connect or...
1: Yeah, it was, I believe it was over uh, either Google Hangouts or Mm. Skype. It was over video chat. But again, for the most part, we we kind of ran through, we did a couple of table readings. And once uh, I was ready to record, that's again, where I was, I sequestered myself into my closet. (laughs) And uh, kind of because my computer couldn't fit in my closet it was on a chair right outside and one of the things that uh, I believe Misha they said that they found the funniest was uh the part where I was asked to do a variety of screams (sighs) because this is a banshee (laughs) um they were saying it was just hilarious just looking at a white closet door and just hearing screaming out of it. <laughs> um, there so. should be
0: horror films made. I, I swear there should be somebody who needs to make some kind of audio drama-based horror thing where a yes. character is doing screaming and crazy things actually happening because uh, that's there's, there's yearning to be made, isn't it? <laughs> really, it really, really I, is. <laughs> I was just the other day doing a, a little sort of screaming workshop because I can't scream. I've never really had to. Uh, until very recently, I've got a few more roles that demanded that I did, and I've never really done it. So I, I was on a, a an episode of Medieval with Hem Cleveland, and she she's taught me how to scream, and I have actually, and it's really quite exciting doing that, isn't it? I think I think people it should perhaps is. be allowed to a couple of times a day have like screaming ten minutes, and within that time, you can have a couple of Just goes, a good yeah, <laughs> to to get rid of that tense yeah. crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, honestly, yes. One of my favorite acting classes we was very mm. visceral. It was, you know, uh, kind of like I can't remember what the class was called, but it was, it was, it might have just been a generic acting class. But it was very much. There was a lot of physical exercises that we did and vocal mm. exercises. And the the best part of I think certain acting classes or improv pl- classes is. Being able to be silly (laughs) and to do things that are not necessarily, uh, you know, things you can do um, on the street without getting side glances um, (laughs) or side eyes. I totally agree with you. I I, I would definitely be in a closet and scream a couple of times (laughs) a week if I had to.
0: But you know that this leads beautifully and gently into my other thing, which I think that us voice actors if we are balancing so much including like your, your good self I've got my own creative projects on the run as well as working for other people and my family life and a teaching job so my life is very full yeah. but fun and my soul is happy but how do you find time for sort of the self care things what do you do that kind of gives you that moment of solace and kind of grounding is there any, anything you can share that you've that work.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a constant struggle because of the kind of world we live in. It's, it's, uh, we, we have to, we have to make money. We have to, I have a full time job, like I said, outside of mm. audio drama. But in order to care for myself, I, I mean, one of the things, and, and some people made fun of me for doing this, but I think uh, in very, in very, very kind way is, uh, saying that I need to drink water. I saw that on your <laughs> Twitter thing. So yes. I put on my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me to drink water. It's one of those things. It's funny because uh, when I say make fun of, there are a bunch of people just like randomly, with no other context, just say <laughs> Lisette drink water <laughs> Just out of the blue. Um, people that I don't normally even talk to on Twitter or anywhere in any other context, just saying <laughs> Lisette drink water. But it, it, it's one of the things that I I've had I've struggled with, which is just taking a moment yeah. and slowing down, even just the, that that act of. Stopping what I'm doing and mm-hmm. taking a drink of water is almost <laughs> revolutionary. It's just taking those little moments because my life feels so jam packed yeah. in a lot of ways. Taking those those uh, smaller moments, whether it's taking water or you know stopping and being you know feeling gratitude for where I'm at yes. in my life right now. Or um I do uh I do yoga, I do hot yoga uh-huh. in the middle of my work day. Right. And that is uh, kind of a really good way for me to kind of reset and set a purpose.
0: Reconnect.
1: Uh Ooh. yeah. And and meditate in some ways and be and kind of re re enter my body <laughs> and focus yes. on um, you know, what's happening in my body, where the aches and pains are, where I'm stiff, <laughs> um, where, what needs movement, what needs water. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So I, I, I try to, I've been trying to incorporate and, and kind of just pay attention to what my body needs has been, Mm. um, a very important part of my self-care is just paying attention to what I need. Um, and yeah. trying to do what I can to fulfill that.
0: No, absolutely. I, I find that perhaps I I need more of a social media detox than I give myself <laughs> now and then. I feel the yes. the perpetual nature of things. Just just how things currently are set up with various things I do. I just need to step away a little bit more often and so that's kind of my aim and um and a dear friend of mine is on on her Facebook as you you mentioned earlier just every day she's writing something she's grateful for and even seeing her comments on what she's grateful for gives me a moment just to think. I don't write it, but just think yes. what I am grateful for. So I'm kind of grateful for her being grateful. Yes. <laughs> so, um. So yeah, just little things like that, just moments for reflection and pause, I think, need to happen more often. Because I don't know about you, but I find... Because I'm doing my job and family and la 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 la, I don't have normal hours. So uh, like now we're talking on a Sunday evening and I've had a busy but wonderful weekend. And I was also interviewing last night. So so things are quite kind of perpetual in that way yes. <laughs> and and I feel like things bunch up and then stretch out you know my life is like a, a concertina of things but I am the master or mistress of that you know it's my engineering right. <laughs> so I think I, I, I've assessed that's an issue and I need to be better at that. I mean, what what would you say are things that you need to perhaps work on that other actors might uh, feel the oh, same? Oh, absolutely.
1: So it's interesting because I, I, I like to joke that I feel now more than ever that I have two full-time jobs. I have my <laughs> uh, I have my job that I, I, I work Monday through Friday and then I have Kavila, really, and all the other audio yes. drama stuff that I'm, I'm participating in. And so it does feel feel like you said kind of just like this engine constantly moving um and I'll say yes. even even this morning I woke up earlier than I wanted to feeling like mm. oh I got to get these things done and I actually woke up and did a couple of those things and then mm. I managed to force myself to go back to sleep um <laughs> but and and I've never really been that person to to have insomnia but uh-huh. it just I think that learning how to turn the engine off <laughs> Even just yes. when it, when it needs to just turn off is very yeah. difficult for me sometimes, especially when, uh, a lot of things are happening. It's hard for me to calm my, myself down or self-soothe in a way. Yes. And, uh, one of the things that happened in December is I had massive writer's block.
0: Oh, really? So,
1: you know, I mean, you know, understanding the, 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 the danger of, of constantly running on full power mm. is you burn out. Yeah. <laughs> um... And in December, I, I gave myself a, a you know, a deadline for season two scripts. Uh-huh. And I hit a point where I just couldn't do it. And it was super painful. And mm-hmm. um, what I did was, uh, like you said, of, of turning off Facebook or turning off Twitter uh-huh. or getting off social media, I had a complete media blackout. Uh-huh. I decided to not engage in any media. Reading, watching TV, writing, nothing. Mm-hmm. All I did... Was allow myself to journal, right? And of course, at work I had to be on a computer, but outside of that, it was nothing, and it helped. For I did it for almost a month, and it it really it helped break that writer's block and allowed me to kind of refill Mm -hmm. myself with things that I needed to needed to yes. absorb um I cooked a lot Head space <laughs> yeah mm. I I baked a lot I cooked a lot I, I played oh. with my cats <laughs> I, I talked with my fiance um you know had had good conversations so I mean uh, I I exercise. I meditated. I you know got to to have space for myself, and yeah. that was really really important. At the same time, like I don't want to do that to myself constantly sure. <laughs> to have to be in that position, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I guess in in the big thing in that in that lesson is yeah, is that you know the, trying to figure out a way to turn off the engine or you know be a little bit kinder to myself yeah. is really important as a creator in um, a creator in the world where being a creator is very time intensive
0: isn't it just <laughs> yeah. yes and that's the thing you know and I, I do think that no, I've become beholden to myself rather than others though so I I right. do try and set myself things up but because of how crazy my life seems to currently be. <laughs> I just like, if I don't meet that, I will set another deadline and not castigate myself so much. I used to be awful right. and just saying, "Ah, oh, you're a failure. You know, you, you haven't yeah. done that thing, which then might impact perhaps a few other people. But now it's just like, I I can do what I can do. And you know there's only so much Sarah to share <laughs> so uh, yeah. so yeah it's that question of you know making sure that uh that I can still function in my real life as opposed to just my my online kind of world and and creative world as well so so yeah I think those are all really key things and and hopefully there's other people out there right now who are chasing a deadline just you know don't see that as the be all and end all of everything because you'll you'll harm yourself and we don't want that we want you yes. to be ready to, you know, create in, in an environment and time that works. So if things right. aren't working, like like Alyssa said, just reset, have time, and just set yourself another time, you know. I think it's probably not a thing... Within podcasting, that you're making a lot of money for,
1: right? <laughs> so, you haven't got
0: the financial bur- burden of that, <laughs> but yes. uh, yeah, I mean, essentially, that you know, don't be hard on yourself, is what I'm trying to say, yeah, because um, You're wonderful. And we care about you as as a community. I think we do that very well. Would you agree? I absolutely agree.
1: (laughs) I think I think and also and I'll I'll say this at least for myself is when I said that I wanted to when I told kind of the world of like, hey, I'm going to be pushing back the deadline or the date for when season two is going to start. All I received was support because everybody just wanted uh, to, they, they told me that we just want you to, to produce when you feel like you are at your, you know, you know, Peak or top (laughs) performance, you know, when you're, when you're feeling, when you're enjoying the process, um, because I think it helps also because so many podcasters are also creatives. They know what it's like to try to create when you're running on empty versus when you're really, when you're, when you're well rested and (laughs) all that. But that, I, I think that's also really important too: is surrounding yourself with people who, and team team members, whether it's your cast and crew, who understand if you need to delay, if you need to to take uh-huh. more time to make the pro- a product that you're proud of. Yeah. At least I am I'm, I'm happy to say that I feel that I've I've created a, um, a cast and crew so far, um, and it's mm-hmm. only in its burgeoning months, um, who yeah. are you know are supportive in that way and I try to be supportive of them i'm not I'm not someone who's going to yell at anybody for missing a deadline. <laughs> I know we're all human yeah. um and sometimes yeah. we need to just <laughs> treat each other as, as human beings. Yes,
0: well, for sure. You know, that's the whole thing. And I, I mean, talking about community, I just feel that there are so many people who do send out positivity and I hope they're getting it back too, because sometimes that can be hard when you're, you're giving so much and perhaps some doesn't come back your way. But uh, but yeah, I, I do feel as well that things like you, you started up the wonderful um, podcasting roundtable table sessions which you can jump on and have a look on on youtube uh if you haven't seen them folks which i think are hugely valid and i know there's a a couple of other pop-up things have happened of late kind of in similar but different vein just just getting people to communicate and discuss and to look at things that have come up that you know will help others kind of go along the same path learn from how did you come to to start that and be part of of that awesome
1: Yes. So, um, it actually came out of some discussions in, uh, the podcast or the audio drama community specifically about, um, gatekeeping Uh and, uh, the idea that, uh, especially right, at least right now, there's not a lot of gatekeepers, but there are certain ways and attitudes of gatekeeping that we need to be aware of. And part of that is kind of the restriction of resources, Mm -hmm. restriction of, of, Communication and conversation mm. to uh, you know only the people who are considered quote unquote professionals at this, sure. and we wanted to create a roundtable that wasn't really driven like I don't own it. Julia Shafini was another person who helped at least start start it, yes. like get it started. And
0: she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And
1: yeah, Julia yes, yes. is she's she's a powerhouse of her own. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> But it, the, the, the the idea around it was really to open up that space and just a couple of resources, uh, setting up the YouTube channel and the Slack account, just so that people can start organizing and discussing and planning for talking about a subject that they're passionate about that are that's within audio mm-hmm. drama and podcasting. Yep. And it was really important for me, because um, I, I, I moderated the first session is also to model. So I, I while I, I believe that we need to be careful around issues around gatekeeping, I also, on the other hand, believe that the, that we should also be modeling good behavior and leadership in For a way sure. that every every single one of us yes. can be leaders every mm-hmm. sing- in in various capacities so one of the things i mm-hmm. wanted to do was try to model what a healthy conversation would be like with other audio drama actors and creators Mm. so and and newbies um that was another thing is making sure that the people who are just starting to be aware or are just fans or Mm. are just beginning creators haven't done anything yet that they feel comfortable and uh comfortable and open to talking about these things as well 100% yeah because I think I I think that's also incredibly valuable and
0: that's what's exciting now I mean we have in the last two years especially i feel seen a, a huge surge of, of different uh styles and 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 works for from a variety of folks from different backgrounds and and beginnings if you like and some have come you know from entirely audio degrees or backgrounds in in audio some have come like you, yourself and me from sort of theatrical kind of route and yeah it is yeah. wonderful that it is an accessible medium and I do get cross about people saying that the bar is set low in some respects because there is so much Mm. that goes on to make something of a certain quality. And currently, there's no kind of assessment of that, is there? I mean, essentially, you you do have a few in America of the networks that have things that they pop out with, uh, you know, paid content and perhaps behind a paywall themselves and uh, known actors and so on and so forth. And People with pedigree and making audio, but over here in England, we we only really still just have the BBC and there's a few other networks. Yeah, Radio 4. Have, yeah, right. um, which is <laughs> yeah. astoundingly good. You know, they always produce something fantastic, and I think they're trying to please everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but essentially, what they they have been creating is astounding quality. And so we've been spoiled over here. But there are now some some wonderful networks bringing up uh, all over the country, and I'm I'm excited to see how that that changes.
1: One of the things that I've been very adamant about, even when I started, is that I believe creatives, artists deserve to be paid for their work. Mm. I don't want to shy away from from accepting uh, and requesting and giving money Uh to people for their their work. And so I, I don't want the audio drama community to shy away from the conversations around money and finances. Absolutely. And I think there's some really good conversations that can be had and have been had uh, in a couple of places about the financial support and and community-based versus advertising versus sponsorships, all those things. There's some really good conversations around financial support um, for the work that all of us have been doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I think there's there's some value, yeah. no, <laughs> value, and mm, both mm. financial and otherwise to be had from those from those types of things. Um, but yeah. yeah. I, I, am I'm, I'm definitely hardcore into artists deserve to be paid. Yeah, no,
0: I, I hugely am into that. And I think, uh, over the last year, I, I've had more, more pay from, from things that I've been involved in, which is wonderful, obviously. And I, I'd do the same job if uh, I wasn't paid, but it just is, it's, it's great yeah. to, to have that, um, obviously for, for financial security as well as other things. But yeah, yes. I mean, uh, regards to sort of the acting world, is, is there anything you think As an actor, that producers or other creatives can do better for actors.
1: I think one of the biggest things is for actors is diversifying what you consider to be your character. Uh And when I say diversifying, I don't just mean having a token black character or trans character. I mean actually creating more of those characters with a deeper understanding of uh, their backgrounds. Okay. So for example, I hired script consultants and sensitivity readers to help me develop one particular character, but also a couple of other characters and storylines mm. uh, for my show for, for, for Khalilah Stormfire. Mm. Desiree was, was that character. And I, I also hired an actor who is also black and non-binary mm-hmm. to play that character, and making sure that I was listening and listening deeply, and also um, paying uh, these sensitivity readers yes. to give their honest opinion on how to improve my writing. Yes. So in some ways, this is this is a, a note for people who are writing characters who will be acted out is creating characters that that people truly enjoy falling into and I'm 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 very happy that the actor who plays Desiree Zaintiam they are also uh they've they've vocally said that they've enjoyed playing this character and have and have laughed and said that they like they they asked me like did you know me before (laughs) connected. Like this is very, very much my story. Those, cause those moments, as much as, you know, it's fun to play a character or play someone who's not you. There's so many, there's so many opportunities for people who can play a hyper-realistic or, or mirror or reflective version of themselves that haven't been able to, 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 to do that and i think it's incredibly valuable mm. to to start to start doing that to start both writing characters yes. and hiring actors to reflect those characters in an authentic and um multi-level and with depth
0: no i totally agree and i think that is something that i mean uh it's only come to light recently about uh the sensitivity readers and i mean just for example if someone was like oh yes i'd love to do that where do you start looking for someone who can offer that service other than kind of tweeting randomly about it what, what so you i look? actually
1: did uh look go on twitter for some of mine but um but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very sad to say that the place that i would initially direct people to is no longer available there was a sensitivity readers like almost like spreadsheet and database. Um, but it looks like that's been taken uh-huh. down. I've checked in the past couple of months. It looks like it's been taken down. So, um, uh-huh. Google is your friend. Um, okay. there are a couple of people who have, uh, who have websites that detail themselves as sensitivity readers for a variety of intersections of experience. Uh-huh. So I, unfortunately I wish, I wish again, I wish that database was still up and, um, uh, you know, maybe that's something that the community can, seek for in the future yes um, add to if you find
0: people you've uh, worked with who are awesome we could maybe yes spread the word
1: yes (laughs) yes my sensitivity readers are listed on the Kalila Stormfire website on the about page in the in the press kit. So mm-hmm. if anybody needs people who are well versed in uh, a variety of experiences, including the Black American experience, non-binary experience, um, experience in uh, intergenerational poverty, and uh, interacting with uh, the U.S. medical system, mm-hmm. um, of uh, across a variety of of different things, I I, I work with three of them, and uh, they're listed there. So. If Anybody is interested, contact me or, um, or and I'll see if I can pass you along to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, that process in itself sounds like a fascinating discussion to be honest. Oh, yeah, for
1: <laughs> but, sure. Uh,
0: maybe we should have you back at some point to talk about that with them, perhaps. Yeah, but you yeah, know, I I find that really important, you know, and it is, I mean, oh, just, I just was talking yesterday to, to Lucille, yes, uh, Lucy Valentine, and and yeah, it's just so key to have not just. Voices represented, but actually f- from experience of people who are living that rather than you projecting what you you think works on that so right. yeah, I, I think all of this is hugely hugely important, and I, I think the audio drama community is the best amongst many media yeah. i think yeah. at, at doing that a, a lot of the time so so keep it up folks yes please. set set the pace by example exactly. i feel is important yeah
1: <laughs> modeling modeling what we want um and how we want to be treated how we want others to be treated in the world is is just model being a model is uh yes. is something i try to aim towards uh every day yes.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Well, that's why I do this podcast, to just share my experience and talk to other folks who I admire and have worked with and and who I think you know could be hugely influential on helping others so so hooray for you for coming on thank you so
1: much Sarah this has been an awesome conversation yeah
0: well I've absolutely loved it and I think the the key things that come are your passion for creativity and and for working you know purely and rawly I think you know it's so so wonderful to to hear about and I I hope Kalila goes from strength to strength I can't wait to hear Mm -hmm. you know your, your next adventures and uh, and oh, obviously yeah. here you and all those other things you've mentioned and yes as I say I'll ping all that on show notes and, and you can grab as much of Lisette's amazing as you possibly can across the airwaves yes, you. <laughs> um but Please yes do, thank you so much it's been amazing talking it's
1: to you great talking to you Sarah thank you so
0: much for having me on oh, bye, bye.